Freely. Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast. Why do they call me Nomad? Well, I traveled the globe, spreading the joy of music one song at a time. And now I bring you wisdom, tried and true knowledge, and life experiences of my colleagues and peers in this crazy business we call music. All right, welcome back to season two of the Career Musician Podcast. Today's guest is none other than, wait for it. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. For the younger musician out there, you know, yeah. let's not get caught up in who's doing what gig. Uh, let's not get caught up in what gig is yours and what gig is not. Like I said earlier, you know, the artist has the ability to wake up and the right to wake up and go in a different direction at any time. But also, this business is professional relationship-based business. Mm-hmm. I'm not always looking for the best player. I'm looking for the, the best character person a lot of times. Chris Brown, Drake, Eminem, Jill Scott. Joe Jonas, J. Cole, John Legend, Jordan Sparks, Kanye, Keisha Cole, my goodness, the list doesn't stop, Nicki Minaj, The Roots, Vivian Green, Alicia Keys, Jay-Z, Justin Timberlake, Rihanna, Neo, the Grammys, the Emmys, the Super Bowl, NBA All-Stars, and now the career musician presents Mr. Adam Blackstone. I'm sitting here with Mr. Adam Blackstone at Center staging this is probably your second home right spent a lot of time here rehearsing here and um have a great great relationship with the folks over here i love what they do in business they are very accommodating and hospitable is what i was trying to say there you go (laughs) bam so adam first man you're a husband and a father first yes that's where i like to think of myself as well right absolutely and then second this is my deduction you're a businessman i like that and then finally you're a musician there it is right in that order yeah man it's all about priorities it is it is so basically what i want to find out from you today is what got you into the business mindset what was the catalyst that you realized oh wait a minute this is a business i have to think like a business person i think one of the first things that i was able to do was watch my mentors and my peers Mm -hmm. i grew up when when i moved to philadelphia in 2000 after high school i went to university of arts and long story short linked up with the roots crew so those guys continue to be my big brothers today. Sean G manages me, who manages the roots still. Uh, Rich Nichols, may he rest in peace, but he was the longtime founder and manager of the roots and he brought me in and he always did good business. So I think it rooted from me seeing good business done and seeing how they elevated. If you think about who the roots were in 2000 and compared to 2018, it's a whole nother tier that they're on right now, you know, from television to movies to our Mirror doing Broadway and Hamilton and things like that. So I was able to be around good businessmen and women growing up. Mm. I've also been around bad business people for me to know that that was bad business. Sometimes if you don't know, that's the killer right there as well. So I've been on some tours and been with some artists that have done bad business and I was able to recognize it right away. For me to imply that into my own company and my own business years down the line and say, I don't want to do bad business. 
business like that. Do you remember taking personal notes saying, oh, shoot, I'm not going to do that. Absolutely. Oh, that's terrible. I can't believe they yeah. treated this, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, small things for me as a businessman mean the world. Logistics, travel accommodations. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That. Respecting people's time. When I'm on a tour and we don't have a day sheet or I'm on a tour and per diem is not given out. Those type of things are noted to me and not saying that's a deal breaker always because we are in a relationship based entertainment business but also it lets me know how i want to be a better business person as well that's right although those things are not cool they're not a deal breaker they're not a deal breaker. but now it's about communication yes so and when you come across those situations how do you approach it? Well, if I know that there's an artist that I'm working with, we'll stay on the per diem side and they don't give per diem or right away or cash or whatever right. we say. The next time they call me, it's my job to ensure that they either know that it didn't happen the last time or to say before we go on the next leg of the gig or tour, how is this being accommodated? Beautiful. And so I know they say, oh, we didn't plan on giving you per diem to the end anyway. OK, cool. Well, that needs to change before I can step out the next day as opposed to you know being on the gig and making a fuss about it that's not really my style I've heard right. stories I know one of my great great friends has told me stories yo I'm not going on stage until I get my check whatever whatever and it's worked out for him sometimes and sometimes it didn't you know that's right, that's, right, 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 um, right. that's not really my style but it is it's my fault if I let it happen again that's right you know that's right. so the next time you call me because I do think I do great work you're gonna call me back and i'm gonna say hey it wasn't cool that this didn't happen and that's just being a good businessman just to communicate yes and yeah. a good leader yes principles always remain the same right but methods change especially with tech now but as a leader yes what are some of the principles that you adhere to that's a great question i try to lead by example as you elevate in the music business it's less about your musicianship as a leader i try to remain calm in situations i try to defuse situations. The other thing, the gift that I'm blessed with as well, which has nothing to do with music, but is dealing with personalities. So for instance, my guitar player may be super duper chill and not worry about things. Maybe my drummer is a little more on edge and needs to know what's going on. So my job as a leader is to deal with the same situation in however many different ways I have to deal with that same circumstance because of people's personalities. That's so right. I try to give people the one-on-one -on -one attention that they deserve especially when they're working with me. Now, the other part of that is the methods. So let's talk about rehearsing, yes. chart preparation, music preparation. What are some of the methods that you like, especially now with, like I said, the advent of some of the coolest technology yes. ever? As an MD, I just want to say I'm only as strong as my team because as you already know, dealing with these big stages, the choreography has to be <laughs> on point. The lighting on has point. to be yeah. on point. The transition has to. So sometimes I don't even get to deal with... 100% hands on the music side, which sounds strange, but it's the truth. Therefore, my team, my copyist who does the charts, I have to trust them. Once I do the arrangement and do the sketch and I send it off, I say, this is what we're going to do. I trust him or her to transcribe it properly. My playback person who is heart and soul, I think of a pop show. I trust them. When I send the stems, they're correct. 
So my method behind that is me doing sketches of the music for the artist because I either approve them with the artist or not. And they say, yeah, that's cool. Once I get the arrangement together, I'll print stems and then I designate for right. sure. I'd send the stems to my playback person, send the arrangement to my chart, my copyist, if we're doing charts. Right. You if, know, for instance, Justin Timberlake, we, we're not doing charts, but if I do a one-off or a TV Land Awards or VMAs or something, and it's like a house band situation, we are kind of doing charts. You have to. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the other method that has worked for me is to stay in my routine, meaning that the people who are calling me are calling me for a certain reason. I'm not going to go and try to be you or try mm -hmm. to be Ricky or try mm -hmm. to be Ray Chu or try to be Paul Merkovich. It's like, I have to do me and I have to trust that my method is what the call was for, which is my team, which is my sound, which is my sonic palette. Which stick is, to your identity. I got to stick to my own identity. I think that when musicians try to chase someone else's flow, that's where they get mistaken or caught up because you don't know that other person's flow. What's for you is for you. That's right. You know what I mean? I, right. I actually learned that. That's a church moniker as well, but it's also Ricky Minor says, has said and continues to say that, you know, man, we can't live or die by these gigs. Like, you know, no gig is no one person's. The artist has the right and ability to wake up one morning and want to change their whole mind and go a different direction. And you have to respect that. You have to um, respect that and yeah. not talk trash about it. Man, it we work for them. Right. You know, right. I'm an MD, but I'm just a, still a glorified side man. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. So, That's right. Man, Adam has his act together and he runs a tight ship. I love the fact that he quoted Ricky Minor. For those of you who may not know, Ricky Minor has been the premier music director out here in Los Angeles. He started with Whitney Houston and he's done everything since. Now, keep this in mind. Adam said he's not always looking for the best player, but he's looking for the best character. Chemistry, energy, synergy. It's not about chops, folks. It's how you relate to everyone and present yourself as a career musician. You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. I know you probably have three or four players in each chair in each yeah. position, right? I would say it's about 30 people on my team that at any time could get a call from me for a number of four to five or six gigs. I, I was at a point, man, this year, specifically last year and this year, that I had out at one time, you know, Justin, Eminem, Camilla, Nicki Minaj. That's not, incredible. Not, not to impress, no, but I get to it. say that those individual artists do not care about first string, Ooh, second string, third string, fourth string. They just want their you know, B.B. Rexa is another great, great artist, go. friend of mine, but she's hands-on. They just want their situation musically taken care of. Facilitated. Facilitated. It. It's it. not about strength. So, yeah, I may have my personal go-tos if I'm physically there, but right. everybody on the team has to do a job and step up and be good. It's about preparation, man. It's really about preparation. It's about workflow. It's less about skill set and more about working hard for me. People that I call and deem, you know, my first and second string are because I know them right. and we've worked together for a while. You developed that trust. I developed trust. Sometimes I get talked about a little bit in the industry because it seems like I use the same people, but there's a reason for that. It's that I don't have to worry about if they're going to learn the music 
the way that I know that I need to be learned. I don't have to worry about them being on time. I don't have to worry about them showing up and not looking the part. The effort behind the team is because they're representing me as mm. well. When you bring somebody outside of that team, they have to learn the ropes. And sometimes it's not their fault. Most of the time it is their fault because they're just not paying attention. <laughs> but yeah, it's about developing trust and then knowing who you're working for as well. If somebody comes to work for Eminem, for instance, even though I'm the MD, there's a protocol there as far as what type of music we're doing, you know, how introverted he may be. So it's not a hands-on situation where the artist wants to hang. Yes, arms yeah, like I always say. Arms, yeah, but yes. you might get somebody like Drake or somebody like that who wants to hang out and the gotcha. band sure. comes out with them. Sure. And You know what I mean? So yeah, you, it's, it's almost like you have to be a chameleon in each situation. I can't stress enough that the young aspiring generation of musicians the trying to is not all what it's caught up to be, man. You get five Fired faster by them knowing who to call out. That's right. You know? so, so don't believe the hype. Nah, it's not. It's not all it's cracked up to be. I always say eyes and ears wide open, mouth shut. Right. That's a good one. You know, that. it's just <laughs> just like on tour. There's tour etiquette, right? Yes. There's also studio etiquette. Mm -hmm. What you feel about the studio? Because so, sometimes it's a little different. It is very different. Yes. I yes. mean, it's and I gotta be honest with you. Where are you from? I'm from New York originally. Okay, so yeah. East Coast oh, tour studio etiquette Ooh. is different than that, West Coast studio that's etiquette. That's right. Uh, one of my great friends Dante Winslow amazing trumpet player and arranger he gets called for these movie sessions let's just say they 10 a.m. he said he's there at 9 no, I he said at 9.59, people have their instruments up and are ready for a downbeat. Now, in a New York session, Philly session where I grew up, I'm not saying it won't start at 10 a.m., but it's still a little bit of a hang. We're listening to some vibes. We're catching a vibe. Coffee so, and bagels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we're, we're yeah, talking yeah. about what we're about to do. Right. And the work still gets done. Yes. But there's a difference in the efficiency, I think, you know, even let's say coming from a union session right. and a non-union session that's so right. that's you right. got to just be available and able to do it all right you right. know right. you got to be able to do it all an hour early is technically on time wow At, right anything yeah. i mean how do you feel about the, you know Ricky minor taught me that principle he is the most on time doing he don't play no two three hours ahead of time he's Yo, showing up so i have to be honest and say i'm not the best time manager <laughs> uh that has happened because i have been the leader which helps me a little bit it's tough yes and also yes. because i'm doing a bunch of other things for that specific session that, for that job yeah right, right, for that right. you're job. multitasking but if you're later than me then i have you're a real trouble. yeah i have a real <laughs> problem with that so That's i right. can't really speak too much on you know the session work for sure is like you're not in charge of the session there's a union contractor you have to be on time that's all good but i will say that certain people's moniker is you know one hour early is on time that's you right know what i mean right. so, how do you do the business on paper. Mm -hmm. Now, basic black entertainment, awesome. I'm so happy to see that you created a company and you incorporated and you have your wife helping mm -hmm. you. Not helping, so, she, she I runs, mean, she's on she the app and she thing. runs it. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> so talk about that. And let's talk about from getting paid all the way through having articles of incorporation and, yeah. and such and business licenses and whatnot. So speak on your business side. 
Well, my wife, Kaisha Blackstone, is CFO and runs it all when it comes to the money side. At times, I don't even know how much is coming in, which is, right. a, for me, is incredible because it helps me stay creative. I don't have to worry about the invoice. And this is me personally as Adam Blackstone, not as the CEO, but as a musician working for BBE, because that's essentially what I am, even though I'm the business owner. But in a situation where I'm the musician, it's all taken care of by her and by BBE. We do process everything through our company and our LLC. I live in Delaware, so that helped okay. my, my tax ID and stuff like that. I'm able to show some of the young guys that I do work with, like how checks are processed and when they're supposed to come in and create a little bit of a, a standard for pay, which is what I was taught as well. You know, let's just take a round number of $500. If I'm getting people that for a smaller gig, hopefully they will know if they do the same caliber gig outside of BBE, they shouldn't expect anything less than that. You see what That's I'm saying? Right. That's right. The benefits of having your business in Delaware. My taxes, <laughs> no sales tax, my tax ID as well runs through there. So I'm incorporated. My LLC runs through there. So I have a certain deduction based off of where my company lies. I think Nevada has that as Nevada well. Nevada is the same. I think it's just those two states. I, I believe those are the only yeah. two. Yeah. Um, but I live in Delaware. So it happened to so work perfect. out like that. For yeah, me. yeah. 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 That helps at the end of the year, meaning right. that as um, IRS looks at what you make, mm -hmm. you know, my write-offs can add up in a different way based off of where I live. That's right. And where my company is. If I need to go, you know, write off a quick couple G's, I know I can go to the max store with no sales tax and not have that deducted from my <laughs> the, the from max my store. Every musician's addiction, <laughs> right? Max, oh, man, that's like a drug. To yeah, us, that's you know what I'm no, saying? this is really great for musicians yeah, to know. Man. Any last words of wisdom? Yeah, I think for the younger musician out there, you know. Yeah. Let's not get caught up in who's doing what gig. Uh, let's not get caught up in what gig is yours and what gig is not. Like I said earlier, you know, the artist has the ability to wake up and the right to wake up and go in a different direction at any time. But also this business is professional relationship based business. I'm not always looking for the best player. I'm looking for the, the best character person a lot of times. Continue to be nice, be humble, be thankful from where your gifts come from, and it, it'll work out for you. Beautiful. Yep. Thank you so much, Alex. Much love, bro. You're the man, bro. Thank you. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. I'd like to personally thank Adam for doing the career musician interview today and sharing all of his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding about this business. You can check him out at adamblackstone.com. Same for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This is Nomad, the career musician. Be sure to like, follow, share, and comment on Instagram and Facebook. Add The Career Musician to your Spotify playlist today. Tune in next week for another episode of The Career Musician Podcast. So hush now, darling, you'll be fine. I'll be back this way sometime until then,